Welcome to the podcast. Today, the Mauis. Not like the Hawaiian island, uh, but like Mao, uh, Chairman Mao. What people in America, in government, are using the coronavirus pandemic to act like little Chairman Mao? Glenn has an award ceremony that you're not going to want to miss. The Mauis happened today. Also, uh, we talked to Representative Vernon Jones, who is a Democratic lawmaker who is going to resign uh, because he endorsed Donald Trump and the party doesn't want him anymore. We then have Bill O'Reilly on for uh, his weekly spot. Uh, and he goes into uh, not only who he, uh, what he thinks about what's going on in the media right now, but also who he thinks is going to be Biden's vice presidential choice. And uh, Karen uh, Whitsett is here. Uh, she is a representative as well, um, who was a Democrat, or is a Democrat, uh, complimented Trump on the way the uh, coronavirus was being handled. And now she's being vilified by Democrats in Michigan, plus Ted Nugent and a whole lot more. Uh, check out the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and uh, rate and review the podcast. Also, head over to Stu Does America and subscribe to that podcast as well. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, get Glenn's new book. It's out now. It is called Arguing with Socialists. You're really going to love the arguments inside because they're going to be arguments we're going to be dealing with for a very long time coming out of this crisis. It's available at Amazon.com and GlennBeck.com. Here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Oh my gosh, it's finally here, Stu. <laughs> yes! From Grauman's uh, uh, COVID Theater. <laughs> it has nothing to do with China. Grauman's uh, Theater in Hollywood, California. Yes, it is the first ever. Chairman Maui Awards, uh, where we are, we're giving uh, the award out. It's a nice, beautiful statue uh, made in China, which makes it even more valuable. Uh, a statue of Chairman Mao, and we will be sending these out uh, to our winners. Now we have several uh, uh, several categories here, and we've asked you to vote over the last week or so, and. If we can, uh, Sarah, do you have a, do you have the, I'm sorry, does the orchestra have a timpani in it? Because I think we should probably uh, get to our first category. It's best arrest by an ensemble. Uh, and our, our uh, two, uh, our two nominees are the Brighton, Colorado police for raging T-ball. <laughs> if you remember that, that was the one where they... I don't know if you saw. Did you see the video of this, Stu? I saw some it was of a it, com- yeah. completely empty field. Like nobody's in it except a father and a daughter and the Brighton, Colorado police uh, in their uh, in their beautiful performance in Raging T-Ball went and arrested the dad uh, who was just playing catch with his daughter. Incredible. Uh, yeah. Then the uh, the second nominee is policeman for their performance in Philadelphia, uh, dragging a man from the public bus for not wearing a protective mask. Uh, that uh, performance, of course, mask me if you can. So uh, our winner, do we have the envelope? I don't even have a piece of paper. I can tear to make it sound like I have an envelope. Thank you. Yes. Open the envelope now. Thank you. 
Thank you, Stu. Uh, and uh, the winner is Brighton, Colorado. Wow, and wow. the uh, police for uh, that beautiful, beautiful performance there in, uh, in the T-ball game. And they will be receiving a Maui. Uh, now, next category, best achievement in mayoral power tripping. Boy, we've got some new ones, too, that have popped up. I don't know if you've seen this, but our our uh, nominees this year uh, for best achievement in mayoral power tripping, the Kentucky mayor, Greg Fisher, that has prohibited uh, Christians from holding drive-in services for Easter where worshipers could remain in their cars. This uh, The picture of this is absolutely amazing. It's like a drive-in movie theater. They're all listening in their car with the windows rolled up and the FM radio on because the pastor had a low, uh, low frequency, or I mean a, uh, a low-power FM transmitter. And so he was transmitting to everybody's car. Nobody was exposed. And uh, the mayor uh, shut that down and uh, prohibited any of those uh, from happening. Now, the uh, next nominee is the L.A. mayor. Uh, Eric Garcetti urging citizens to tattle on each other for social distancing violations. And our last nominee is New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio warning religious leaders their places of worship could be permanently shut down if they didn't halt their services. And yet the mosques are still operating. And the winner is. Here it is. New York City's mayor, Bill de Blasio. Fantastic. And the crowd goes wild. There should be a little orchestra there, too, on the Maui theme right after. They didn't really react to the first award. No, they didn't. They didn't like that one. Just big Garcetti fans, I think. It's almost like there was no rehearsal or any (laughs) notes passed to each other on this. Uh, Almost like that. Uh, It's the uh, Friday Glenn Beck program in the middle of the Chairman Maui's awards for the uh, American dictator wannabes. Uh, Next is the best use of police resources. Uh, The first nominee is Greenville, Mississippi police issuing $500 tickets to worshipers trying to attend a drive-in Easter service. And uh, the Taney Town. I couldn't live in a place called Taney Town. Could you? you? Where are you from? Taney Town. Uh, Taney Town, uh, Maryland police reminding citizens, and I love this, to put on pants before going outside to check their mailbox. Oh. Yeah. And the winner is... Envelope. The Greenville, Mississippi Police. Yes! For the uh, 500 and what happened? There's the crowd. Woo! And can we get the theme again? Uh, you know, right after that's announced. And the... <laughs> I guess Sarah's yelling at me. I've, I've, I'm, I've only got two hands. Well, grow another one, Sarah. Mm. People are out of work. We got high unemployment. Mm. Don't think you couldn't join it because I could get somebody else that's been working the fryolator. There's plenty of they three-handed people they out there that will to... come in here and work. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. I bet the nuclear industry has been laying people <laughs> off. Uh, all right. Next category: best use of Orwellian technology. The nominees, Elizabeth, New Jersey police, making China proud with their use of talking drones. 
and Daytona, Florida police for using drones that can detect body temperatures with a fever between 99 and 105 degrees. And the envelope, please. The winner is... Elizabeth, New Jersey police. Yes. Yes. Wow. For their use. There we go. There we go. Oh, my goodness. All right. Knock it off. Now, the <laughs> Sarah's just pissed. She's just like, <laughs> it's off or on. Uh, best achievement in criminal takedown. Cincinnati, our nominee, Cincinnati, Ohio police for arresting a man for violating the stay at home order after he was shot in both legs. So he was standing outside of his house. He's shot in both legs. When he goes to seek for help, uh, they uh, they arrest him because you shouldn't be outside. Mm. Uh, the next nominee, Richmond, Rhode Island police uh, arresting three men for crossing into Rhode Island to play golf. And the third nominee, Raleigh, North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina police breaking up crowds protesting the stay-at-home order. And the winner is... Yes! Violating the stay-at-home order after shot in both legs, it's the Cincinnati, Ohio yeah. Police! So we... Yes! What an achievement. Thank you. <laughs> really. And finally, our last category. The Chairman Maui. It's a beautiful this award. One, this one, I, I, I can't imagine that the Lifetime Achievement Award might even go to this recipient, but I haven't looked in the envelope yet. Best gubernatorial beatdown. Rhode Island governor. This is all selected by you. Rhode Island uh, governor uh, Gina Raimondo uh, for ordering the Rhode Island National Guard to assist police in conducting a door-to-door search for New York residents visiting Rhode Island. No word if they found any of those Jews. Uh, next, Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir issuing an order on Good Friday that anyone who attended church on Easter must quarantine for 14 days. The third nominee... Virginia Governor Ralph Northam uh, issuing a stay-at-home order through June 10th. That was his first order. It's still the longest-lasting order in the nation. And finally, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer prohibiting police and private gatherings of any size, banning travel to in-state vacation homes, banning the sale of non-essential items. But you can still buy a lottery ticket. And the envelope. Open it up. The winner is. Yes, I knew it. Michigan's Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She's got the Maui being sent her way. Yes, it'll be winging her. You will send her a box of Clorox wipes, too. (laughs) Because she'll want to wipe this one down because it is from China. Uh, congratulations. I have to say, this probably launches Gretchen into the lead for the vice presidential uh, candidacy. You have to imagine this puts her on the fast track, Glenn. <laughs> it's got to. Well, either that or Stacey Abrams. Uh, I don't know if you saw, Stacey Abrams is now trying to box Joe Biden in, saying it's got to be a person of color, and she's she is working that social justice angle. 
I mean, if if Joe Biden, can you imagine Joe Biden? So help me, God, that guy (laughs) is president of the United States. He'll be deemed incompetent immediately. So he'll be gone, and our president would be Stacey Abrams. Who has done what, exactly? Like, I, she uh, lost a governor, a race lo- for governor? Lost. I mean, that, uh, that's it. Yeah. She is a community organizer, okay? She is a social justice warrior. Are you going to take one of our heroes that is out on the field, on the battlefield of social justice wars? You're going to diminish that work? And say she shouldn't be the president at a time of crisis. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm going to join you on that. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. So if you've been listening over the last few weeks, uh, you might have heard state representative from Michigan, Karen Whitsett. She's from Detroit. Uh, She represents part of Detroit and Dearborn, which is really in really dire need in bad shape. And she got the coronavirus. She happened to hear uh, Donald Trump say, you know, you should maybe try hydroxychloroquine. And she did. She got her doctor to uh, to uh, to uh, prescribe it. Now, that was against the governor who said you can't prescribe that for this. She got it in the hospital and she is recovered. And she dared to say, thank you, Donald Trump. Then she went to meet with him to tell the president about what's happening in Detroit and in her district. Well, now. The Democrats have said that uh, she broke protocol by meeting with the president. Wait, wait, wait. So the president asks you to go meet with him. And protocol is what? You don't say yes. You have to ask somebody else. Are you not a thinking human being yourself? Are you not an individual if you are a Democrat the answer, I think, is no, you're not. Listen to this. They're having a meeting um, on, I think, tomorrow via Zoom. They can do this. But they're going to uh, uh, censure Witset uh, for breaking protocol. Now, this means she's not going to get the endorsement this year. She won't be able to engage in the group's activities for the next two election cycles. That's the that's the uh, the Democratic uh, Party. She's not going to be able to uh, engage in the group activities for the next two ex- uh, election cycles. Uh, the chairman of the organization said at the end of the day, we have political systems. We have political parties and political parties exist for a reason. They don't belong to themselves. They belong to the members and the precinct delegates of the Democratic Party. So I think what they're saying here is you're not a person. You didn't get elected. The party got elected. And so you don't you acquiesce and you do exactly what the party says. Well, if that's. Not the exact opposite of what our republic stands for. You are a representative. Why, why not just 
why not just hire one person to just be the representatives for everyone if it's if you're electing a party i thought we were electing people but apparently not karen is with us uh, now state representative uh from uh detroit karen witsett how are you karen um, every time I hear that, I have to laugh and excuse the echo in the background. I am at the Capitol right now, ready to cast my vote for the extension for the executive order on the governor. And um, I will be voting with the Republican Party on that as well. So once again, here I go, putting everything in an uproar. Jeez, you are going, you are on a death wish with the Democrats. Um, no, I'm on uh, a truth wish. I'm on a truth wish. You know, it's it's just as simple as that. And, you know, what it really is so funny about this whole situation is that Jonathan Kinlock, uh, the chairperson, actually works for the governor. So you think this might be from the governor? Oh, no, this is this is from the governor. So since I threw her under the bus and I drove the bus over her. Um, this is payback. <laughs> this is payback. And I don't have a problem with that. That's fine. That That's perfectly fine. And as long as you're not doing your job and black lives are being lost in the city of Detroit, I will continue to throw you under the bus, drive it over you, and drag you by your hair behind the bus because you need to do your job and stop crucifying the people in the northern part of Michigan for doing the stay-at-home order and not assisting the people in the southwest part of Detroit for being able to stay at home. You're not assisting them to do so. It doesn't even look like a pandemic is going on where I live at. Because people are still going out. They're going out. They're having barbecues. They're playing basketball. The parks are still going on. I mean, but you can't expect people to do something if they don't have the resources in order to do it. If water is, is water is not on in your home, if your pipe has burst in your home, if you don't have food in your home, if you do not have a refrigerator, if you do not have a stove, if you do not have a washer and a dryer, if you do not have basic things that it takes to be in your home and your home is not pleasant, how can you stay there? So what has she what has she done for That's a good your question. portion of the stay? Nothing. That's a good question. Nothing. Nothing. Which is why I'm constantly complaining about her. Why is she ta- why does she take the stands that she's taking now? Do you think this is all about just trying to become the politics. vice president? This is it's all, all about, about politics. politics. And I'm telling you, I honestly, honestly feel in my gut of guts from my praying on this, I honestly feel that it was to make everything look okay in the state of Michigan, that the curve is flattened. Go ahead, let people go back to start, you know, do the do the tear factor that the president of the United States wants to do. Open up the state, do that. Then, of course, the people who were not doing what needed to be done because they couldn't, which is down in the city of Detroit, would be the first people to start dying off again, which means we're going to go skyrocket right back up with death. And she did not care that that blood would be on her hands. She doesn't care. But she gets to blame it on the president of the United States. I did what so, you wanted to I do. So, I mean, if, 
are you uh, i just want to hear if if i'm reading you right um mm-hmm. You, a cynical person would say that what you're saying is she's intentionally allowing your community, the black community, the poorest of the poor to Mm -hmm. uh, die. So that could be raised as a national issue. We're disposable. We are disposable. Holy cow. There's no other way around it. There's no other way to look at it. You're going to keep this executive order in place and on people who already live miles and miles apart from each other in the northern part of Michigan. And people who are barely six houses are not even six, barely six feet away from each other that are in close proximity to one another. You're not assisting them to be able to stay in their homes. So you tell me, it's, it's common sense to me. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out. So let's talk about um, the help that you are receiving. First of all, last time we spoke, uh, you had met with the president and then mm-hmm. uh, hadn't heard anything for a couple of days. Have mm-hmm. you been in touch with the White House? Have they done anything? What, what is the result there? Well, first off, I want to thank you and Mercury One and all of the donors and all of your listeners, because because of them, the difference has been made. And you guys have me exhausted in a great way Um, (laughs) from all the running around all over the city of Detroit. I just want you to know that meals have gone to um, community organizations, um, Debo, which is one of my local community organizations. that is Pastor um, Bishop Sheffield. Um, I'm so happy to be able to get things to him. We have all of our local um, senior citizen buildings that are getting donations, receiving donations as well. Our Wayne County Sheriff Department received all of the wonderful buckets from Home Depot, the disaster relief buckets, and so did our Detroit Police Department. So on behalf of all of them, I want you to know that every single thing that you guys have done, uh, everything that has been working and and it's been touching so many lives in the city. So I want you to know I sincerely, sincerely appreciate you and all your listeners. So thank you so very much. Um, You know, there's there's this 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 lie that has been perpetrated that. You know, conservatives or whatever just hate black people and hate poor people, and we don't care. Oh, this so is ridiculous. the most, it's the most giving audience I have ever seen. Uh, that is and, ridiculous for anyone to say. That is so ludicrous. That is just, I want to say other words, but I won't. That is so okay. ridiculous because my, my family is Democratic and Republican. So, you know, that uh, R or a D does not change how a per- who a person is. You either yeah. are that way or you aren't that way. And a, a party is not that way. So right now I'm finding that the, Democrat- the Democratic Party is the one that doesn't seem to care about people, but they're supposed to be the most genuine caring about people. I'm yeah. not seeing it right now. It's not evident to me. Mm. Okay, so um, tell me about the federal help. Has there been any federal help yet? I am. I have been in touch with the White House even as of last night. So I am in. Very, I'm very confident in what is coming. 
We have been in talks also about local clinics to be able to have those up and running within the area. So I'm very confident um, in what will be coming from the president of the United States. I believe that he believes in the things that I'm saying. Um, I know I, I know he needs to, needed to get his own truth and be able to look for things for himself. And I respect that. I appreciate that. I don't want him to take my word for it. So I'm looking forward to those conversations that we're going to be having over the next few days and to be able to get things up and running. So I do expect that to happen now. Karen, has the has the the president has said that even some of the mayors who are or some of the governors who are tough, uh, you know, and against him, uh, he's been having a good working relationship with. But is do you think that's true? Is the is the governor telling him what's going on and asking for the things no. that they need? No, no. And I will tell you, I've seen it for myself back with Katrina. I was in Mississippi after Katrina and I've seen it with President Bush. And what they did to him was just insane. And I always said that if I ever got the opportunity, I would never allow this to happen to another president. And what I saw with my own eyes, I saw that the very route when they knew the president was coming in to tour the city, they cleaned up everything that was on the route and moved it within three to four blocks so that he would not see what was going on. Hear what I'm saying. They cleaned it up and moved it. The people within the state, they cleaned it and moved it. They didn't clean it up. They just took it and dumped it three and four and five blocks away so that he would not see it to make him. And you saw that with your own eyes. I saw it with my own eyes. You're only as good as the people that you have on the ground that you can trust. So the president is of course saying, Hey, we're doing a great job. We're doing wonderful things after Katrina. Our people are on the ground and they're doing what needs to be done. So of course he's saying that, but I'm not about to allow this president of the United States to have to be able to say that about Detroit and not know that it's not a fact. I'm not going to let him get screwed over because in the process, the people of the city of Detroit are going to be screwed over. So, yes, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to speak out. And I don't care how popular or unpopular it is. I don't care. You are just one of my favorite people uh, in the country right now. You are you are such a blessing. Um, thank you so much, uh, Karen, for not playing politics, for sticking to your values uh and uh and helping us help the people of detroit thank um, you i'm it's an honor to know you it really is um no it's an honor to, to know work. you and your listeners thank uh, you and once again thank you thank you thank you i mean that word is not big enough it really isn't for all that you and your listeners have done that word is not big enough Karen, God bless you. Thank you. Go God vote you. and uh, <laughs> and put the put the uh, the uh, armor of God on because you are going to need it. Thank you so much. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Friday, and a friend of the program, friend of mine, Mr. Ted Nugent, joins us now from his uh, wildlife game preserve uh, here in the great state of Texas. How are you, sir? 
I'm doing so good at stupid, Glenn. Happy springtime in spite of the world around us. God bless you, sir. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, Ted, I've, I've been thinking about you uh, as we look at our our food problems. I think we're, we're headed. The world is headed toward real famine, uh, I think, in the next uh, eight to, to 12 months because of the locusts and now covid um, everything. And it, we're just in real trouble. Why do you look this way? If you're watching us on Blaze TV, uh, Ted's just kind of rolling his eyes like, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, go ahead, okay. speak up. Well, we've talked about this before. Uh, I'm just a guitar player, but I learned from my first ice storm in Michigan around 1950 that you have to be prepared. And I got to tell you, the hunters and the fishermen, the trappers, the real conservationists, the real environmentalists across this country, uh, we're not running out of fish. It's turkey season. There are millions of turkeys hitting the ground. These are pure, organic, renewable, precious, delicious turkeys. Uh, people are catching fish by the billions. I literally communicate with people, not just in all 50 states, but across Canada and all over Europe. There are still rugged individuals, even in places where it's against the law. So we are self-sufficient, and we're helping out. Just the Nugent family, just the goofy guitar player with a bow and arrow, I donated over a ton of pure venison to soup kitchens and homeless shelters. Just just me, my wife, Shemaine, and I. But we donate 250 million pure meals of venison to soup kitchens and homeless shelters every year with the Hunters for the Hungry program. My point is that there's plenty of squirrels and rabbits and ducks and geese and doves and, and pheasants and grouse and woodcock and deer and antelope and bear and cougar steaks. There's plenty for everybody. So I welcome everybody to come to huntthevote.org, huntthevote.org, and not only learn to be self-sufficient, but to register and vote because that's the that's the largest non-tapped voting block of cons- conservative God family country values in America. Ted, you'll you'll know. I've been trying to think, is it Michigan? There's a state now that has said you can't go fishing because of COVID. You can't. If you're out of a job, you have no money and you live in a rural area where you are used to hunting. You can't hunt or fish. What, what, where is that in the Constitution? How can you possibly stop people from feeding their family? Glenn, are you trespassing on truth, logic, and common sense? Are you questioning uh, yes, the yes. that would stop us from planting a garden? <laughs> yeah, I am. This is insane. I come from Michigan, the once the number one hunting state in the world, and you've seen what has happened to it. But there's still great conservation families in Michigan all across this country. But here's a little Uncle Ted tech tip for you. It's like the Concord Bridge and the King's punks are coming to take my guns. So me and my buddies will meet them at Concord Bridge and we'll shoot them between the eyes. I'd like to meet the human being who thinks they can tell Ted Nugent, I can't go fishing in the springtime. I'll whip them savagely with my fishing pole and then i'll go fishing no human can tell me i can't eat squirrel this See, month. Ted, this is well first of all squirrel i mean i i will tell it's you delicious. i when i first moved uh, delicious. what when i first moved to louisville kentucky i had kentucky burgoo and it was great i'd never had burgoo before it was great and somebody said well, no where'd you have it and i told them they said oh no you haven't had real kentucky burgoo Went down, ate a bowl, and it was delicious. And I said, this is so good. And is what is this, beef? And they said, no, that's squirrel. 
Now, well, you notice, Glenn, that people that's, are, that's, are coming to the Ted Nugent conservation hands-on uh, reverence for God's renewable protein, the hunting lifestyle, hunting and fishing is perfect conservation. It's perfect environmentalism, and it's the healthiest diet in the world. Glenn, I'm 72 years old this year, and I'm cocked, locked, oh my gosh. Doc, because I eat squirrels and woodchucks and ducks and geese and rabbits and deer. It's per it's the perfect diet, and people criticize it, and they're actually animal rights idiots who want to end the perfect conservation and the perfect so I, perfect diet. So I will kill extra animals just for the animal rights idiots. First of all, I'm shocked that you're 72. I was just looking at you going, man, you just look so healthy and so young. And then I and not even think, I mean, you look easy, 40 or 50. You really do. Well, if I had some sleep, I'd be downright handsome. I'll tell you that right now. But I'm really, I, well, I, I wouldn't go that far. I live a hands-on self-sufficiency lifestyle. All my sons and daughters, my brother, my sister, all my, all my band, my crew, everybody is, is, is so tuned in to providing for themselves and their families and sharing it with our neighbors. We've talked about this before. The hunting lifestyle is the last perfect self-sufficiency, environmentally friendly lifestyle. And I just hope that the hunters across this country, especially my blood brothers in Michigan, I hope we start voting God, family, country, freedom, because Gretchen Whitmer's get in when we don't. I, I will tell you, Ted, I, I asked Bill O'Reilly, uh, today, if he thought it was hyperbole uh, to say if if the Republicans lose uh, the White House and Congress, we are I don't think it's hyperbole to say America, as we know it, the Bill of Rights Constitution is gone. It's just gone. Look how much we've lost just from the coronavirus. And they keep talking about we're going to go to a, a we're going to have a new normal. I don't want a new normal. I don't want a new normal. I want what's guaranteed in the Constitution. That's what I want. And that's what you're going to get if we get the apathetic amongst us to reengage in this blood and guts earned experiment self-government. It's not the liberals that are winning. It's the apathetic conservatives that aren't voting. And Michigan is the prime example. It was the greatest state in the world, and it still has the greatest people in the world. I really believe that. But now we have politicians and bureaucrats that are so corrupt, so, you know, they use the word progressive. By the way, that's not progressive. That's regressive. You're going back to tyranny and kings and despots and, yeah. and slave drivers yep. and control. So I think we need to get huntthevote.org. Huntthevote.org. We're going to finally register the demographic that we won in 2016, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. We got those hunting families, those conservative God family, country families to vote. And look what we did. Now, if we do that nationwide, we could beat this enemy at the door. I'm convinced of it, Glenn. Huntthevote.org? Yep, it's a great organization. Is, Donald Trump Jr. is, is this with us. Is this your organization? Did you start it? Tell me. I don't know anything about it. It's brand new. It's been going on for about a month now, and we've already got thousands of people registered that were heretofore not registered. Like, And I love my friends in Michigan, but they went and protested 
because the enemy is in the capital. If they would have voted, it would have been quality control instead of protesting damage control. It's really that simple. And and hunt the vote does what uh, besides it, it, just getting hunters rich? We get the conservative families. You know, if anybody represents God, family, country, it's farmers and ranchers and conservationists and hunters and fishermen. We're in touch with God's miraculous, renewable creation that provides life itself from his renewable pantry. It's, it's like, by the way, one and one equals two. Oh, who doesn't know this stuff? But we're finally getting these people who have not. We have the statistics, an embarrassing single digit percentage of licensed hunting families vote a single digit percentage yes we've got the statistic from all 50 states they don't vote and we've got to get them registered and we're not going to tell them who to vote for but we're going to tell them it should be god family country traditional american values that the hunting fishing conservation families represent and holy cow that is that is shocking uh, especially with the number of voters and you know what voters voters generally are not with the uh let's violate the bill of rights kind of uh ideas i don't know who they'd vote for for president or whatever but if they vote on their values uh their values are lockstep with conservatives uh Ted, thank you that. so much yeah no, go ahead you i bring you a big thank you from those conservatives god bless you for blowing the whistle my friend Thank you. We'll talk to you again. Just try not to say crazy stuff all the time. We just we want you around for a long time.